0: What really happened to her? What went down in the van? Allegedly, 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 allegedly Beers Beers with Bands Beers with Bands Beers with Bands Beers with Bands
1: Look guys, everything's working the way it should usually I'm the last guy on here because I'm having so much technical issues this time I was the oh, first boy. <laughs> oh
2: boy fuck I'm usually not the one who has issues
1: <laughs> yeah but you're also in the sticks Josh alright so we're just waiting on Steve
3: okay where's our uh... oh there we go there Jeez. we are why am
1: I only seeing Jeremy right now? I'm only seeing you right now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I, I think we have it on a setting where like whoever's talking like shows up. Oh, true. As soon as somebody talks, I, th- I think they're gonna.
4: Yeah, they probably like rotate in.
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: Nice.
2: Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? What's up, Jeremy? How's am going? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear anything. What's everyone drinking?
1: What the fuck? <laughs> I just I just messed with you, dude. <laughs> Jeremy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a fine boxed wine. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I just got my normal PBRs on
2: deck. Heck yeah. Works. Alright, so I think I missed introductions. Um I'm Josh. I'm Michael. Oh yeah. yeah man. Good to have you on. Good to be on. I should say. Hey, this
0: is a miracle we live to tell a tale that's getting tall. As we near the overpass, this tunnel's looking small. No need for surgery, the wounds will be hidden by the tall grass. And looking back, the scratches after all. Uh, what
4: is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with Waverwire from, I think, I saw Central Massachusetts area. Oh, Worcester,
2: uh, Massachusetts.
4: Okay, I, I would try and say that, but I know I'm just going to butcher <laughs> it, and it sounds better if, like one of you guys says it. So, I'll, uh, so I'll leave it at that. But uh, for people that might not know, Waver Wire is uh, a pop-punk band. Uh, you know, I was jamming all this stuff today, just solid pop-punk jams, and I, I really dig it. Um, if you want to just kind of go around, I know everyone's kind of in different rooms, but say uh, who you are and what you do in the band.
2: All right, I'll start. I'm Josh. I play guitar, rhythm guitar, and I sing.
1: next i'm jeremy i'm i'm jeremy and i play bass
3: <laughs> uh i'm zach i play the guitar and try to sing and i'm steve i play the drums and i do backing vocals
4: uh and then with all my episodes i like to always know kind of like the the background of the band especially if you know the listeners might not be familiar with with how you get started um so how did the four of you come together to
2: become Waverwire? oh it's been an odyssey um the band Waverwire started i think we're we just hit our four year anniversary i believe wow um at like the beginning of 2018 yes yeah, so that'd make this four years four years um and it was started with jeremy and myself two other guys um we've had a bunch of iterations and lineup changes over the years um We did a, an EP with Alan day from four year strong. He's a local, um, we worked with him for our debut, hold your applause. Um, and then had more lineup turnover and Zach joined the band about a year ago, um, went through a few drummers and then we found Steve. Um, and so this version of waiver wire has existed since, what is it? Like September, something like that. Um, so this iteration is fairly new. Um, but we're we're really starting to like just hit our stride, I would say, and, and start to really gel together. Um, so the future is bright, I would say.
4: I mean that's awesome. Uh I mean you saying that you just celebrated the four year anniversary, uh, and just not hitting the stride, I mean like so, so, for some people that would sound bad, but also, you know, pandemic that like brought everything back. So it's like still in the perfect oh, yeah. Line where you guys are still doing it ro- properly and uh, like, congratulations on, on the four year anniversary for one. Also, I, I think I saw on the Instagrams uh, just the other day was the two year anniversary of uh, Hold Your Applause. So, another congratulations on that for, yep. for that Thank one. You. Um, uh, speaking of Hold Your Applause, I listened to that today along with the, the new single, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, but for people that are haven't listened to it yet it's it's a solid what what was it four song ep uh straight pop punk jams um there's a music video to go with it for for life in a jar which is also pretty funny uh i did appreciate uh everything you guys did on that one um i know uh two of you weren't in it or part of it but like what was the response you guys kind of got from that one uh pretty much before the pandemic. It was, it,
2: it was literally, so it was two years ago, um, last, I forget what day it was, but February 7th, two years ago that we dropped that EP, we had a whole slate of shows, uh, lined up to play, to support it and promote it. And COVID happened like two weeks, less, maybe less than two weeks after we dropped the EP, everything shut down, all the shows got canceled. Um, and so it was kind of a dud in a way because everything that we had planned to try to hype it up ended up going to shit. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and we couldn't get together and that's what kind of precipitated the breakup of that lineup. Um, but we came back, you know, the way the world did. There you go. Thank uh, you so much for joining
1: us. Yeah. As far as the,
2: <laughs> um, as far as the, uh, the music video, um, it got a it got a good response it uh, kind of exactly what you said you know um appreciate what we're doing and uh, a lot of people thought it was funny um obviously humor was the kind of the aim for that one um so yeah it got a good response um it was fun to do we had a great time shooting it um music videos are always fun
1: Yeah, yeah it was it was super fun to do the video and uh you know Josh has actually has a, a background in um uh, in uh in movie making I don't know what it's called film video film and video yeah so yeah so he came up with the the uh, the idea for it and stuff and then, yeah it was it was really fun doing it along with the new one too that was super fun to shoot that yeah yep. you guys? Uh, with guys
4: which we'll get into here in, the, in a second uh before we do that um obviously we went through 2020. You couldn't really push the everything that you were doing. 2021 kind of opened back up. And in December of 2021, you guys put out your newest single, um, Battery Health, which, to follow up, uh, hold your applause, it comes out perfectly. Um, Thank you. For For people that might not be aware of this song, and, I mean, they'll hopefully listen to it at the end of this episode, like, what is what is something about the song that they should kind of know
2: um it was a long time in the making um we actually started writing that around the time we released the first ep um and then the pandemic and the lineup change happened and um when we all got back together and you know, like we learned those four songs from the ep and then you know four songs get old to play over and over pretty quick so we started being like all oh, right we need some new songs and i was like well this was like half written a year ago and i showed it to him and um zach wrote some great leads to it and really you know helped us flesh it out and turn it into something um and then when we recorded it we were actually between drummers so i played the drums on that track um which was a hell of a lot of fun um i love playing drums and it was great to get a chance to do that um and we steve joined the band just after and so he's been playing the drum parts live. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to learn yeah. how to play them along with him and to play that song. Um, but yeah, so that, that song took us about almost two years from like the original idea to getting it down and releasing it. So with everything with us, I guess it's a, it's a long haul. It's an all It was It was funny because like uh, when I joined the band,
3: basically this time last year, that was one of the first, if not the first things that um, we worked on um, for a new song and it, it just didn't like obviously it wasn't all there yet. It wasn't 100% complete but uh, it was just like every time we would play it, or work on it, it just got better and better and and then when we went in the studio finally to record it, um, it was like, wow, like I can't believe you know we were playing this in Jeremy's basement like months ago and i was like (laughs) it really came together i think you know especially with who we recorded you know like just hearing that uh back to us because like we didn't up at that point you know we had some like phone demos of what we were doing so it wasn't like we were getting the full picture of where it could go and then once we heard that rough demo from the studio i was like oh shit like Mm -hmm. i think we were all really proud of that and josh Josh actually recorded the drums with, like, a scratched cornea, <laughs> which is, like, no small task, because the rest of the recording was, like, super easy-peasy, you know, very chill, uh, very relaxed. And then that last day doing the drums, um, he cracked a stick, and a particle of that stick went into his eye and scratched it. Pretty, you know, you know, very painful, and still, like, that's, that's what you hear, is him, like...
4: wow that is that is
2: insane yeah yeah it it sucks because my memories of that day are not as uh rosy as they could have (laughs) been um but i kind of did it to myself because i i had you know i don't my obviously i play guitar in this band i don't play drums as much these days um i don't have like a, a drum setup at the moment that i can use so i don't have like sticks on hand and i meant to go to guitar center before that day and pick up some sticks and i forgot about it so I had to grab these, like, cheap-ass, like, soft-ass si- sticks that I had and rush down there and, you know, so they were inevitably going to break. But it's a one-in-a-million chance. That, you know, I've broken a million sticks, and I've never taken one in the eye. Right. <laughs> and it was like we had just started. I was still on the first verse, and I took it in the eye. And so I had, like, there's some videos of me that Zach took of me doing some of the the takes, and, like, my eye is, like, all swollen shut and watering. <laughs> and like <laughs> But that's rock and roll, I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, in the the rest of the recording, it was it was awesome because um, you know we got to like just turn up some amps real loud and you know do it the right way and um, the person the person we worked with Marcus was just super receptive, super responsive to what we kind of were going for and he was someone who musically speaking was definitely in the same uh, universe that we try to occupy. And so we just had a very sympathetic and capable person recording it. So best case scenario really. Um, and, um, uh, I can't wait to work with him some more. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I mean, speaking of working with him some more, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit in the, in the emails when we were kind of locking this in, uh, obviously you guys put out this single in middle mid December, like what's it leading up to and what can people expect in like hopefully the near future but sometime in the future
2: so we have two more shows in february um if anybody that's listening is in massachusetts we're playing in western mass and westfield uh next saturday and then we're playing in lowell uh the last weekend of the month um check out our social media as you can see those shows so we got two more shows and then we have dates booked in march with Uh, the dude that Zach was just talking about who produced the single, um, and we're going to start work on an EP that we hope to have out probably in the summer, I'm hoping. Um, So, that's, yeah, that's our plan for the immediate. We're going to take a break from shows, bang out a new EP, um, release that over the summer, and then play some shows over the summer, I hope.
3: Yeah, I mean, and the new stuff, it's, I'm really excited because like, it's really like the first time that this band in this lineup has put our heads together and like written songs that are a representation of the four of us, you know, whereas like Steve and I were coming in and playing, obviously like we love the EP songs and like, you know, that's definitely our style, but it's like, you know, Steve didn't write the drum parts, I didn't write the lead guitar parts for those, so we didn't completely own them um so these new songs uh that we're working on uh it's really fulfilling in that sense of like you know it's it's this band with these people and this is what they come up with
1: yeah yeah i can't wait to get in the studio and record with these guys uh because zach and steve just bring so much um you know to the table so uh really excited so far we got a bunch of new songs in the works so uh, like josh was saying hopefully by the summer we'll uh we'll have another
4: And are you guys thinking like a like a smaller EP, like four or five songs, and and just kind of leave the people wanting more type deal?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, like like if we're still writing, um, so maybe we'll end up sitting with like six or seven songs and be like, shit, like maybe this is getting a little longer. But you know, obviously the the cost of everything comes into play too. So you you know, ideally, we'd go in and we'd spend two years making a like a double album you know 24 tracks or something but you know you just don't have the the finances for that if you're not a you know big known band so um yeah it'll probably end up being four or five um I, we're we're leaning towards putting battery health on it uh, at that being like the first single um and then do probably four more um three or four more uh we'll see where we're at you know we're gonna we have one that we wrote uh An idea that you know zach brought to the table a great riff that from the moment i heard it i could never unhear it and i'm singing it all the time and that became what i think is probably our best song to date and so we're going in first and putting our focus on that one and get that one out for the next single and then you know we're starting to flesh out what the ep is going to sound like around that uh lead single and i'm really excited i think i think we're gonna it'll be short but it'll be sweet
1: unless anybody wants uh unless anyone out there wants to sign us then we'll make oh, a
2: yeah. uh, then we'll make oh, a full length for y'all four songs we don't have to sign a contract we just want to <laughs> give it some money <laughs>
4: uh yeah no i'm stoked because uh, i mean obviously the ep was was uh, a great piece of material this new song uh is is coming on great and just to see what uh zach and steve like add to uh what's already established is going to be, I'm stoked to see what that, what that comes out as.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I I should mention that Zach does play the guitar on battery health. He was in the band at that point, all that oh, yeah. fucking amazing lead guitar work. That's all him.
3: The, uh, the solo, there's another kind of funny story when we were tracking the solo to battery health, um, the bends were on purpose a little out of tune and the the dude marcus recording us was like "Yo, man it's out of tune i was like yeah i know like that's that's what i'm <laughs> going for that's this you know like that's that raw like that raw rock edge you know it's because everything else it's like you know we're not recording like in someone's like crappy bass you know, it was like nice gear and stuff like it's gonna sound pristine but it's like i want i still want that grit that realness and uh i've you know i was like no nah, dude don't fix that
4: please. <laughs> uh, well, and then also like we talked about how, uh, life in a jar music video was, had a, the humorous, uh, to it. And you guys brought that back with, uh, the battery health music video where, you know, Josh oversleeps the day of the show is super late, runs out of gas for people that haven't seen it. Like it's, it's just, it, for me, it's just like that typical, no offense, but like typical, like lead singer. He's the one that's late type deal. Uh, <laughs> And I just thought that I just got a good kick out of that. Um, like, did you draw the short straw to have to be the one that was late in the video, or like, how did that happen?
2: Um, no, I, I, I was actually a little concerned when I when I decided to like play that role that that misconception might might spread because I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I, I put everything I put all the shows and everything together, so like I have to be there first because I'm like you know the guy who's in charge. Um, so, yeah, that's not really drawn from real life, um, <laughs> but uh, it was a, it was just I came up with the concept, and I don't know, it just, it just felt like that role was the lead singer role, like you said, like it's kind of stereotypical, like that, you know, in any other video that would be the lead singer's job, and I was still kind of, you know, like with the, the life in a jar video, I sang the lyrics as I was going through the motions of like the narrative. Um, and I was still kind of juggling the idea of like singing as I wake up and, you know, as I go through the whole thing, the way some videos go. Um, so I just kind of, just kind of the way I conceived of the video, it just seemed like, you know, the front man should be the one playing that role. Um, but but nobody's ever late to the shows. We, uh, we've never actually lived that encounter in real life, thankfully. Yeah, we're all pretty, pretty punctual. Mm -hmm.
3: It's that, <laughs> That's that music video uh, is kind of funny because um, the day before we shot it, uh, my wife and I actually got married. And the woman who shot our wedding photos did the video for us. So it was like a back-to-back for me with her. Um, and she is coming from um, more of like a music industry-focused... Uh, career so like it was right up her alley it was completely in her wheelhouse to do a music video and we knocked that thing out in a day with her um and it's it just like worked out that we were getting married and we also needed to shoot a music video so we're like hey can you do a two for one real quick (laughs) um so it was a busy weekend for her and like myself but um like when we saw the final cut of it like we were all like wicked happy with you know what we were able to to do a day, essentially
2: um yeah and we we shot uh promo photos that day too which came like, yeah. best photos of me that have ever been taken um and best band photos i've ever been in so yeah they, they uh they look awesome that the video looked awesome it was, it was Austin is it risolvato i'm not quite sure i' pronounce her last name but yeah a of stuff she's worked with like bands that we could only dream of being like 311 and she, like He was showing me like oh this is her stuff and here's a photo of her that she uh photo of travis barker that she took i was like all right sold she photographed travis barker i'm there (laughs) name your price yeah
4: uh well that's awesome i'm stoked to like i said i'm stoked for this new ep stoked for whatever music videos you come out with next because i mean they've been great so far they keep me entertained They keep me like in in the moment for the video so I mean, you guys are hitting all the marks. Thanks,
2: man. That that means a lot.
4: Besides, uh, like the music video and like the the new EP, I know you mentioned shows in in February. Uh, unfortunately, this this episode will be out in like, late March. Or <laughs> oh yeah, was what I'm <laughs> Uh I knew that. So for people that just heard that, like you were like they were the, like you missed out on those sold out shows. For the people that didn't go, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Like, do you have anything? I know you're recording in March, anything, like, right after that? Or was it just Um, kind of waiting and then seeing how
2: the – Yeah, we're we're not trying to commit to too much right now, so we give ourselves time to, you know, make the EP. But as it always happens, like, things pop up that you don't really want to say no to for one reason or another. So um, as of when people will actually hear this, we're recording this in mid-February for those who caught my faux pas on April 1st. Uh, April Fools. Um, We do have one thing that's not 100% confirmed, but we should be playing the Middle East sometime in May. Middle East in Boston. So if anybody's from Mass, um, Middle East upstairs in Boston in mid-May, by the time you hear this, hopefully we'll have some more concrete details. We also have that makeup show uh, from the ice storm that we missed. Is that March? that's in March. This episode's not going to air until early April. So, <laughs> I he told me that, and I just completely forgot until he called me on it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if if people want to see us, we're always playing. I mean, we're always out playing. Um, we play yeah. probably almost every weekend or every other weekend. So, yeah, yeah, if they just check our socials, they'll almost be guaranteed that show in the near future that they can attend. Yeah, it's not March.
2: Just not long March. We,
1: uh... Except for March. Yeah, except for March that's for uh
2: that's for recording that's for recording in april too nothing in april um so far as soon as we finish the ep you know we'll be back out playing shows wherever people will let us um so like i said hopefully we'll be done with the ep by summer and by you know mid to late summer we'll be back (coughs) out on the road so come come check us out this fall for all the people
4: that are in the Massachusetts area, go check these dudes out. Uh, I obviously am in, you know, the Midwest and can't be there on a whim, so you have to go out there and experience it for me. The, the listeners have to check this shit out. Um, yes,
2: or anywhere, anyone so, listening anywhere like the Northeast or even down the East Coast. Like, we're looking to do some weekend tours and stuff. So, if people have uh, connects, you know, down the coast somewhere, or New York or whatever. Hit us up. We, like, we love playing shows. We'll do them anywhere.
4: Yeah. Um, so was there anything I missed music-wise about waiver Wire or anything that we, we didn't touch on between the, the early EP, new EP, single? Uh, I know we just mentioned the, the shows. Is there anything I missed? I don't think so.
3: Yeah, it kind of covers it.
4: Yeah. All right. Good, I'm doing my job right. (laughs) Dude, you're a a top-notch host. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, So before we transition into the later half of this episode, uh, this is obviously Beers of Fans. Uh, I I notice you gentlemen are drinking on this fine Thursday, as am I. Uh, So if you would like to go around and just say what you're sipping on uh, today. All
2: right. I'm drinking a uh, Harpoon Retro Retro Rye IPA. Um, I've had most of the uh, Harpoon beers at some point or another, and I saw this one obviously catches your eye, that label. I saw it, and I was like, I ain't have that, so I grabbed it. It's pretty good.
3: I'm uh, doing a Jack's Abbey red tape. Uh, Jack's Abbey's from uh, Framingham Mass. I wanted to drink a Massachusetts beer
2: just so I could represent. And, <laughs> I didn't remember uh, that. Harpoons.
3: Yeah. Harpoons, Boston, baby.
2: Oh, yeah. Harpoon, uh, Boston, Mass., and Windsor, Vermont. So, yeah. Northeast. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What are you drinking, Steve? I'm drinking a uh, a Harpoon IPA. Oh, Harpoon Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Strong. That's a good IPA. Is that oh, the yeah. one with the tiger on it? Uh, no. They have another one with the tiger on it. Not really well, but it's a good one. Jeremy
1: I I myself just finished a glass of sangria from a box. It was it was great. Fantastic. I'm not really a beer guy. Yeah,
3: Jeremy is not a beer guy. That's fine. It's kind of funny, like we like between Josh, Steve and myself, like we like to have beers. um, whether it's at practice or at a show. Um but Jeremy seldomly, if ever, drinks um so i almost like appreciate the professionalism there's always like this underlying response (laughs) one of us has still got his shit together
2: (laughs) not that i just don't like the taste of beer
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's nothing about being professional yeah
2: (laughs) you'll have one every now and again yeah yeah
1: uh, once in a while i will i will choke one down but not a fan overall well and and mike
3: you're i mean you're you're for the midwest like uh there's a lot of great beer um, out of the Midwest. Um, some of my like. favorite, like High Life, you know,
4: Miller High Life, yeah. I think yeah. the High. Life. <laughs> what are All you? Right. Do you I of? know. I I I prefer a nice cold PBR.
1: PBR. Oh. Nothing more rock and roll. That's that. that's my yeah, that's my plug you,
4: plug. plug. you know, trying to get that sponsorship. That's how <laughs> it works.
1: We've drunk right. pl- plenty of those. Plenty of those. Yeah. we had a a house
3: party yeah
1: yeah that's right um
3: we threw a house show last summer um at this house that jeremy bought for his in-laws before they moved in and we had a great time but we were deciding whether to buy kegs or beers for it like we you know had this discussion of like what the beer situation was going to look like what was going to be the most uh you know, effective or you know, efficient, whatever. And, and keep yeah. Jeremy, for the guy who doesn't like really drink beer, he bought like, <laughs> you know, it was something. It was something stupid, like 200 beers. Yeah, yeah. and
2: you know, it like, was like, all you different. The entire fridge with beer.
3: Yeah, it was so funny that it was like every <laughs> kind of beer you could think of. Literally, there was like European stuff, Mexican beers. Yeah, there were like stuff beer from all over the U.S. Like it was just like crazy, and um, nobody really drank them.
2: So we ended up taking we a lot, yeah. You greatly overestimated what it takes to get a, a small handful of people based. Yeah. Um, or not I took I a cooler. I took a cooler full home, and I, yeah. I drank your beers for like six months. Like I didn't buy beers for like half a year. Everybody that wanted to got to take a case home, but yeah, a few people <laughs> took
1: me up on it. So, oh,
2: I'm uh, looking for it. Well,
4: Jeremy, don't feel bad. We've we've done that here before, where like we threw right after like everything started calming down pandemic wise we were like okay we're gonna throw like our first like party at the house everything's chill and we decided to get a keg and that was like a mistake because you know like you know like how shows are where they're like oh we got 60 people coming and like 10 people actually show up type Mm -hmm. deal yeah uh it was kind of one of those scenarios so we kind of just had a keg sitting around for like a week or so just <laughs> trying to kill through it. It was just
2: so rough. Breakfast beer, lunch I beer. I can't drink any more Natty Ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sounds like a
1: first world problem, though. Yeah, I
3: I actually yeah, have like exactly. a big Every show we play, um, I've done this literally at every show, except for the the streaming shows that we've done. Every other show we played, though, whether it's a club or you know whatever venue, I have this ritual where I drink a beer and a shot as soon as I get there just to like establish a baseline of like, this is what I'm doing now. (laughs) Like, I I get in like Zach mode for waiver wire. I always, I always enjoy that, you know. (laughs)
2: Back when I used to
3: TM, uh,
4: The band that I I TM'd for, they were, like, my friends from back home anyways, but I used to keep them on, like, a a two-beer maximum before they played, because otherwise they would get so wild and just, like, get shit-faced, and there was this one time where the bass player at the time was like, I only got this one drink, but it was the strongest Long Island that I've ever seen made, and he could only finish, like, a quarter of it, like, that's how strong it was, and I was like... (laughs) I mean, you played the system and you had your chance to win and you didn't take it. That's on you, but (laughs) you're done. We've, um, but obviously we're telling some fun stories. We're, we're, (laughs) uh, we're in that time of the episode where we just tell fun stories from, uh, waiver, 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 wire, sorry. Uh, hitting for some reason today, uh, from your guys's time in music, either in the band or another band. Um, from shows tours time and recording uh horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between
2: Yes. uh oh god there's so many like things that i could tell storm um, storm storm you want me to tell the <laughs> storm story <laughs> all right so jeremy and myself have been in uh a few bands over the years since we met. Um, every time our band breaks up, him and I start a new under find new people to be in the one we're already established with. Or, so we've, we've been through hell and back together. Um, so in our, ver- our first band, our formative band, um, we were auditioning lead guitar players. And this guy named John contacted me and he said he wanted to come audition. So we invited him over and he, Got there, he texted me, he was there, and I went out to meet him, and he was, like, the most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my life. And, like, I'm as straight as they come, but, like, I was smitten with this guy. I was, like, holy shit, like, this guy is beautiful. Um, he looked like Jim Morrison, but, like, prettier. And um, so he, uh, he brought this massive Marshall stack, and he brings it downstairs, and he just starts, like, shredding on it. He had no idea how to set it up. The tone was just god-awful. And he was just kind of like 80s hair metal shredding through our pop punk kind of sounding songs and we were like all right this doesn't really work um but so when he got there our drummer was like oh what do you go by john or jonathan he's like well yeah you can just call me whatever but if we get big i always wanted to go by storm <laughs> and we we're like all right well then from now on you go by storm i mean we just, we not, <laughs> like, don't say that and then not be called storm for the rest of time so he was storm yeah. um, Needless to say, the audition didn't go super well. He was a good dude, but like he was he's weird. And like we're upstairs hanging out after we jam and he's like, yo, I really want you guys to hear this song. I really think you dig it. It's about people like giving up corpses and fucking them. And I'm like, what made you think that we would be into that? Like, what did we say? What did we do? <laughs> <laughs> um very strange dude. But uh
1: yeah I'll never forget when Josh runs down the stairs and he goes, You guys good? He goes, guys. I'm not the best-looking guy in the band anymore. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Who said you were in the first place? But he was right, though, for sure. This guy was like Jim Morrison meets uh, Fabio. I mean, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. But couldn't play for shit, so, you know. It what really he really
2: wasn't it? bad. He just had no taste. He was yeah. just
1: like he was, also like, he was also like, guys, uh, we should play this song. And he started playing this song, and I was like, that sounds vaguely familiar. And I think it was uh, Too Fast for Love by Motley Crue. He's like, "Oh, you gotta hear this new song. It's great." And it was like Molly Crew from like 1981, <laughs> which is a great song. Don't get me wrong, but it's far from new.
2: Um, I don't know, do you, Steve, Zach, do you guys have a? I have like
3: a lot of stories from back in the day, but one that sticks out recently with this band is um we played out in Western Mass, uh, in Westfield, at this place called Hoochies, um back in November of last year and um westfield is like western mass is like pretty kind of rural i mean like you have springfield mass and then like the little surrounding towns um kind of the suburbs of springfield there's really nothing else though it's so um westfield is kind of like a college town and this place Hoochkee's is this awesome bar i had never been there before it was really cool uh it was us and two other bands uh can't remember the other band's names. Always fear right? and always manic. Always manic, yeah, that's right. Um, they were awesome. Was super happy that they came out and did a great job. And my wife's cousins came out. So, you know, so like I was really excited to see them, uh, see them. Her brother came out, and we were just having a great night. And we were the second band to play. And before the third band went on that night, this guy got up there and did like an impromptu rap set. <laughs> and, was, and the thing was, his girlfriend was like DJing like the iPhone for him over the PA. And he like kept yelling at her. Oh. Uh, and, you know, he kept saying that he was poop shy. And uh, and he was like, yeah, I couldn't poop today. I'm poop shy. Like he was just, yeah. he was such an asshat about it. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. He was so committed, you know, like he, in his mind, he's like, just slaying it yeah. and everyone else is just enjoying this like complete train wreck that's happening um and someone like broke glass you know he's, he's up there saying poop shy and it's like dude this isn't serious right now this can't be serious
2: western mass is a whole different it's a mm-hmm. whole different country out there like we're at like like from boston to like right about where we are it's like massachusetts and then the western half of the state is like just a whole different fucking terrain uh, yeah. yeah, that dude was doing like a like a cheap little peep in Yeah, yeah.
1: It, was, oh. it, was, it was.
2: And yeah, so... he was like berating his girlfriend like over the mic, like and I who, think it, who was, was, like also dick, it <laughs> was also a DJ. also?
3: I wonder what came beforehand. Like, was she his girlfriend before, or was was she the DJ and then she became a girlfriend, or but you know what I mean?
2: Mm. I think it's probably girlfriend first and he yeah, has a like, talent for anyone to want to willingly like be part of his performance so he makes her do it he's like if you want to be my girlfriend you also have to be my DJ
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> he like he like lip syncs all to, like, the boys peep left so all the guys left it you. wasn't
2: a little peep it was his impression of it you. was
1: something like that but yeah. it was just a, it, it was, was a, a rap yeah was he rack. wasn't
2: he, he literally gets up there and he goes turn the track up turn the mic down yeah he wanted them to turn the <laughs> mic down low enough that he could just pretend to sing the song yeah and like,
1: um, oh my
2: god! It, yeah, it was it was embarrassing. Yeah. A Bit much. Um, we, there. This is kind of like,
3: it's kind of funny, but it's also like wicked sad. Um, we played a show um, at this place in Worcester called Ralph's um, over the summer. I think it was like September ish. Oh. oh. No, it was October. It was that October show at Ralph's. Yeah. Um, and Ralph's just just for frame of reference is like. You know, if you're a band in Worcester, that's where you wanna play. If you're a local band, you know. There's a bigger venue in Worcester named the Palladium, but that's like you know, bad. Yeah, this is like the go to like local. And it's such a good local venue. Like they have a great stage, solid bar, can fit a good amount of people in there. Anyways, we had this really solid show lined up. We were you know, we were super happy. Um, and this band was playing with us, uh, called Queen City Avenue, who their singer jack was a fan of us like he knew us like he would come out to our shows and talk to us like he was he was a really friendly guy um he didn't show up that night because he died that day Uh, we unbeknownst to us right so we're completely unaware of his passing and we're like where the fuck's jack like you know, like, what the fuck, dude? The show is going to shit. Like, what the hell's going to happen? Like, everyone's fucking... show together.
0: So, yeah. Was... Yeah, we
3: don't know what's going on. So his band and the other band get up there and do, like, an impromptu improvisation. And it was, like, again, another train wreck. It was, like, dude, this is... Just play house music, dude. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, just play house music. And, you know, everyone afterwards was, like, man, that's that was such a bummer. Like, why did they do that? And then we find out the day after that Jack had passed and it was like oh my god like it just keeps getting crazier and you know unfortunately it's uh, is you know life life goes on life happens and we actually played with his drummer on another show that and night put together well, yeah
2: he knows that we did like Jack put together like we wouldn't have done those shows if he hadn't asked me to
3: yeah yeah and like Jack it's it's It was just crazy because, again, it was like someone I only met like maybe three times my whole life. Um, And, you know, you just don't expect that for someone so young. Um, It was just really hard kind of processing it. It was weird, yeah. I am... In the moment, it was funny and like cringy, though. It was like his band's up there playing lead drums. Like, there was a drummer, but there was also a lead drummer. And... They were rapping about a movie that there was on you know, it was just like complete insanity on stage. And it was like, dude, j like you realize you could just put house music on, you know, and it's gonna be okay. Like no one's gonna bat an eye. Uh, but after we learned about that, it was like, all right, you
1: know How about uh Steve, Josh, I how about the day fun. the music oh, almost part. died?
2: The day the music almost what do you
1: mean? The the thing on um on
2: on one ninety. Oh oh, that story. Why are we? I don't want to tell all these more. Okay, <laughs> I, I was just about to say, like, all right, well, that just kind of brought everything down. Like, yeah. All right, okay,
1: it's... no more stories of people dying. in them all, yeah, right. yeah. all right, all right. All right.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough, um, fair enough. Steve, what about you? You haven't had a chance to say anything for a while. Yeah. It's. To mind, I don't have a lot of interesting stories to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once you've been well. this band a year, Steve, you certainly will. Yeah, <laughs> something's bound to happen. Um, yeah,
4: we'll, we'll get you when I have Wave Wire on the second time. Steve's is going to be dishing out all, like, all the dirty
2: secrets <laughs> and stories <laughs> the entire time. You left me on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mentioned that we we worked with Alan Day from Four Year Strong. Your strong fans are listening. He produced our first EP. Um, it's a neat bit of trivia, I guess. It, that was a fun process working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how was that in the studio with him? Like, it was, it was very, it was a great learning experience. It was our first real time like recording professionally in any sense, and obviously, working with someone that as you know accomplished as him, it's, it's very professional. So, we learned a ton about songwriting about production about you know the whole the whole process and you know he really he shaped that whole ep you know a lot he you know he a producer a producer has a big hand in, in how a project ends up sounding and you know it wouldn't have sounded anything like what it was if it hadn't been for alan he's actually I'm not technically supposed to say this but he's actually on one of the tracks um as a background vocalist like him and I together are like a, a background vocal track on one of the songs, and like that's a, a thing that I'm I'll be proud of till the day I die. Um, I love listening to that yeah, one it's part. it's fucking awesome. You can like if you, if you know it, if you know that you're listening for him, you can hear him. Like he's got a distinctive voice. Like, you if you know for you're strong and you listen to this one part, you'll be like, yeah, that's fucking Alan Day. And like it's him and me, and it just that's something cool that I I've always been stoked on since it happened. So. That was a great, what fun is great experience. What well, that? I'm sorry? What song? Mass Transit. You know the the ohs on the chorus? Oh, yeah? That's Alan Day and me. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Technically, that didn't happen. I That I went way over my head. Like, I'm... Really? Yeah. Yeah, It's it, like I said, it's something If like if I told somebody who knows what his voice sounds like, <laughs> listen to those whoa ohs they'd be like, oh, shit. But people who don't know for you're strong, yeah. It just, um, yeah, yeah, that was cool. I had fun doing that.
1: Yeah, next year we're probably gonna have Ringo do some backing vocals for us, just to spice <laughs> things up.
2: Yeah, we plan to blow up pretty soon. I mean, I
4: hope you guys do, cause like, this shit's sounding so tight, and like, just
2: put out a full length already. Come on, Thanks, full- now, dude. If we could afford it, like I said, we'd go in and make the wall the waiver wire wall but <laughs> I think like dude, just make a work. make a
3: basement demo it'll still
2: be <laughs> sick as fuck. Do you know, a lo fi thing.
3: I i think speaking to yeah. that Mike like I you know as mm-hmm. I think all of us would agree like we would love to do a full length right? Yeah. But the reality is like later. we're at this place in life where like last year like you know I was getting married um you know Josh just got a house you know yep we have all these like real life things and it's like it's harder to be in a band at 33 than it is 23 yeah Um, right and so it's, it's, it's always a juggle and i will say that like i feel like as a band as a unit we do a really good job of giving enough time for the band to be like productive and be successful and then also like giving our personal lives um the the time it needs because as much as like I would love to go on tour, I'm sure the rest of the guys would like, you know, for the next six months, it's like, well, we're not in that place yet, like our lives can't really like withstand that at this oh, yeah. point. Right. You know, but Unless we want to come know, home we'll and live under
2: an overpass, like Yeah. And, like and we just can't do that.
3: Yeah, and like we we do the right things, right? Like Josh is fantastic about setting up shows, hitting up bands ingraining us in like the local scene like i i've seen very few people be as like um committed as he is like and that's i'm grateful that like i'm in a band with with him because of that like it's a big plus for us um and then just everything else that like you know jeremy and steve and myself you know and josh you know it's like just scheduling it's like yeah dude like we always make time for practice every week we always make time for our shows like you know where there's a will there's a way kind of thing yeah you know at at 33 you have to be in a band a little differently than you would at 23 Mm -hmm. so we're doing that the best we can i think especially coming out of the pandemic the rule book got thrown away with the internet and napster and all that crap and spotify and then the pandemic came through that rule book out and now it's like there's a new rule book being written right now when it comes to the industry and it's hard because like you don't know what you don't know and because of that you're going to suffer or you're going to thrive and all you could do is just excuse me pardon my french but fucking keep at it
2: You literally, no, I feel like, like this is a solid point. Glitched like. out right when after you said "Pardon my French" and it censored whatever you just said. <laughs> I said the f word, Josh. <laughs> oh, actually, that might be my internet. Every everybody just one. Yeah, I heard. I, him. I heard. I heard it clear as day. Okay. Yeah. My my internet just glitched for a second. That was world... funny. You went "Pardon my French," and then the next thing you said.
0: Yeah, it was like censor.
2: Um. but yeah he's he's absolutely right like um, yeah. we're all adults like i've been i've been in bands since i was 15 with more people than i could count or remember at this point and one thing i do know is that almost none of the people that i've been with ban- in bands with in the past are still doing music or if they are it's just you know an acoustic guitar in their basement or whatever and like you know we we all have aged but we haven't lost our our uh, desire to do to do this we all love it enough that we're willing to keep you know the time for it aside, even with our our own adult lives you know we all have careers or jobs at at least and um we all have or most of us have spouses and um you know just plenty of other commitments so like it's it is it can be a challenge to juggle that and to find the time you know every week it's like all right when is everybody available Tuesday, Thursday, you know, like you gotta, you gotta juggle it every week. And then, you know, you gotta make sure that you have shows, you know, that you've planned for all the contingencies. And, you know, we've, we had to cancel a show last week because of weather, you know, and I can imagine myself 10 years ago, I've been like, fuck that. We're driving down. I don't care if it's a blizzard, we're playing this fucking show, but you know, you get older and, you know, different priorities kind of take shape. So,
4: Right. No, I mean, I feel I feel like it's you guys saying this. Uh, like, I, I, like a lot of people on my podcast, just for, you know, luck of the draw or whatever, they, they've all been like the, the younger generation where they're all like, yo, we're going to get out there, we're going to hit up the road. Like, it's nice to hear you guys say, like, if you're still doing this by the time you get to our age, like, you have to realize life and responsibilities come first. And you got to, like, make sure you're all set to go before, like yeah, I'm going to go do a, uh, like, a four-week tour or whatever. Yeah. Like, got to pay those bills first type deal. Because I remember when I went out on the road, I had the, the graciousness of my parents to, like, still live at home. Like, yeah, I, I supplied my own money right. for the tour, but, like, I have to worry about rent and bills yeah. and shit. So, I mean, you guys are doing what you can, playing shows as much as you can. Like Jeremy said, catching you guys, like, almost every weekend when you, like uh, when we were talking about shows, like, Doing putting that hustle in the in the local scene, doing what, like playing as many shows as you can is the way to go. Once you hit a certain point, so yeah, um. yeah.
3: And again, like like I was saying, like the rule book, you know, it's maybe back in like the you know ever the history of bands up until like basically the internet age. You know what you did was you you wrote songs, you toured, you recorded, and you just kept at it. You know that was the cycle. And then the internet kind of offered this alternative uh, space where bands could interact with fans, and like there was a, there was an a, uh, an additional platform that bands could be present on. And bands, you know, it's like you've seen those bands where it's like they've been internet sensations. It's like they never they never did a hundred miles away from home, but all of a sudden they have a record deal and this or that. And that's great. That's that's totally valid. Sure, absolutely. If the songs are there, songs are there. You know, in our situation, um, you know, we try to leverage that as much as possible. But you know, we're also still just a band. Like we're not like some internet sensation, TikTok hip, you know, Instagram star. Um, we're trying. Uh, <laughs> nothing's so, hit so
1: far. We can only dream. We can only dream. <laughs> yeah,
3: but you know, it's I'll like I my life try to figure that shit out. I live with the ethos that I grew up with and saw. You know, you know, so. I still, you know, play shows, record, yeah, meet other bands and, you know, build the following that way. And um, we're very fortunate in the sense that, like, we live in the Boston metro area and, like, we're close to New York, we're close to uh, cities in Connecticut, close to Philly. You know, being in the Northeast has its advantages, certainly. So, you know, even if we did a week tour, we could hit a lot of major markets versus someone... You know, in the Midwest, like you're gonna have to drive 300 miles yeah. to a fucking small town. Like 300 miles for us, you know, you get you're hitting New York, you're hitting fucking Jersey, right. Phil. You know, there's a lot more at our fingertips, and I think um, you know if we could be smart about it, we definitely can um, maximize <laughs> our limited time,
2: as they say. Yeah. We need to uh, sit down at some point and try to figure out how to maximize that um we definitely we definitely need to do some weekenders um but you're right like, we need to optimize like right now i literally have like less than a full day of vacation time mm-hmm. so i can't like you know go out and plan a four-week tour right i want to come home divorced and um <laughs> destitute and, i mean um, that'd be
4: pretty punk and you get a sick ep out of it or something you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and then mock- I would be a posthumous
2: EP because I'd die in a gutter somewhere. Wimper <laughs> <Labor laughs> Wire, live and
1: homeless. Yes.
2: <laughs> and um, divorced. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we figure out a way to, to do what we can, you know. We uh, we invest every dime that we earn from the band back in the band um, so that we can try to defray as many costs from ourselves as we can because we all have our own financial obligations as adults. And um, yeah like i i would kill to go on like a six months you know year long whatever you know worldwide tour like that's that's always been the dream but you got to do what you can with the you know the cards that you're dealt
4: yeah i mean that's 100 percent. like i i i have a lot of friends that are still out there like they've been able to hit the the right strides and like are doing these national touring acts and i'm like just sitting at home just working every day you know being yep. not being a bum but like feeling like you're a bum compared feeling to like, like what like they're doing bum, yeah. it's just it just sucks like but yeah, props oh, to them but like at the same time
2: oh yeah you know. dude believe me i all the time like they're you know every band that is in the local scene or even just in the pop punk scene in general that like i see starting to get recognition that we can't seem to find it like i'm happy for them but it's like what am i doing wrong you know like and and, you know you do you feel like kind of a bum because you're like you know i'm doing shit but like it's not catching on and like you know you know you 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 get down on yourself
3: music music especially i think is one of those things where looking to the outside it's so easy to judge yourself based off the success of others Mm -hmm. and it's and it's almost essential in music because again like you know, if, well, Bob Dylan was such a great songwriter, I must write a song as good as him. It's like, that's a great standard to have, but you're probably not. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. Like, as long as you have, like, that checks and balances of like, well, that's really good. You know, like, if you want to be a trumpet player and you want to sound like Louis Armstrong, like, that's a phenomenal goal to have. But just know that, like, that's such a rare case. But you're still right you know it's like it's a that duality of like you know you're never going to be louis armstrong or bob dylan but instilling that that greatness or trying to at least is admirable still it's valid yeah Yeah. you just can't let it like affect your like day-to-day of like well you know guns and roses was on tour at you know 24 years old and they were going all over the world and it's like yeah, but I also wasn't born in LA and you know, it, you know what I mean circumstances, right? Yeah. So it's all about circumstances. Exactly, man. You know, like I was in the army for 8 years, so I totally missed out on my 20s being in bands cuz I was in a fucking uniform. You know, so it's so like you're
4: doing a different kind of tour.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. But you know that's the reality. It's like most it's like in most bands, like most guys have never been in the military, so it's like it's hard for me to like see myself in their shoes. I'm like, no, we just had such different lives, dude. Like, it's fine.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, I'm doing I'm doing what I want with what I got, and that's more than enough. <laughs> okay. Well,
4: I mean, I think that's like the deepest heart to heart or session <laughs> I've ever had with a band so far. That <laughs> we always do of. this. Yeah, <laughs> like... dude,
1: Zach, you get you get like deep and
2: yeah. perspective.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Zach yeah. goes deep. He goes deep. Yeah. No, These I people speechless, it.
2: they're
4: like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I honestly was, like, Zach, while you were talking, I was like, damn, this would be like a sick-ass soundbite, just to, like, promo <laughs> this episode. Yeah,
3: just, like, hardcore riffage. just... <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, but, like, I mean, you guys are doing what you can, you guys are out there grinding, but, like, I mean, we're all feeling the same things. There's people out there that are feeling the same things that we're talking about, and, I mean, I all we can say I is just so. keep doing what you're doing, just just think just focus on yourself don't focus on like anyone else in your scene that like might be getting traction and thinking like what are they doing like don't put yourself (laughs) down just you know just reinforce yourself just keep doing it and uh like it'll it'll come but
1: yeah you definitely have to be like in it for the journey because yeah you know because I mean, I, I mean, like they were basically saying, you know, like a lot of it's, you know, luck. Like we play with so many bands that I'm like, how are these guys not huge? You know, they're, they're so talented. Their songs are great. But, you know, a lot of it's luck, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you really have to enjoy the journey. And if, you know, if, if nothing happens, you know, nothing big happens. But we'll certainly have our stories.
4: Yeah, exactly. And
1: they really mm-hmm. can't take that away from us. <laughs> That's right.
4: Well, I mean, I had... I, I just want to give one big thank you to you guys for uh, reaching out and wanting to be a part of this. And like I mentioned before we started recording, Like, you guys reached out to me before I, I took my little hiatus. I was like in December and you guys worked with me, still stuck around, and, and I really appreciate that. Like These songs are sick. I'm stoked for whatever you guys do next. Um, one thing that I, I'd like to ask people before we fully end episodes is and this can be for the band entirely or each one of you can answer um actually yeah let's have everyone answer their own opinion but what do you expect or what do you want to see from waiver wire in 2022
2: and in the future uh somebody else answer first i've answered all the questions <laughs> well personally i just want to see the band uh You know, grow
3: as a uh, as as a unit and see all of our different influences. You know, uh, come out in our songs. Basically, what what I would like to see. Um, Jeremy,
1: (laughs) back to you. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. Me and Josh, we're, we're you know we're so happy to have this lineup. You know, a great group of guys, and uh, you know, I just hope to keep doing this till I can't do it no more, man. So uh, I mean, and like I said before, like no matter what happens with this band, you know, we'll keep playing music and keep writing music and keep recording because you know that's what we really enjoy doing. But um, hopefully, some great things.
3: Yeah, I think um, like to be more specific, I would love to. Uh, finish writing the new stuff that we're working on currently and going to the studio and capture the best we can and gives everyone out there like a real honest to God taste of like this band and its current iteration and um, ho- you know hopefully they like it, hopefully they listen to it um, get out there and play shows uh, best we can, I would love to <clears throat> reach out, we've played with like i I almost feel like we play with every local band in the Massachusetts area. I'd love to for us to, later this year to like be more of a presence outside Massachusetts and like get into those other cities that I mentioned in our general area and really kind of like show people that we are serious we're we're a real band that we put our hearts and our time into this music into this band and um to see where it goes from there
2: uh yeah my answer would basically be a, like an amalgamation of what everyone else just said um i'm really excited for the CP. um writing with these guys has been awesome um i'm really excited to release something with this you know current lineup and have a piece of of work and of art that we can you know say that these four guys made together you know i'm really excited for that and i think it's going to sound great i think we're going to come up with another goofy idea for a music video and do that and have fun doing that and um, I I strongly agree with what Zach just said that I would love to try to do some regional touring at least on weekends and you know try to you know it's it's surprisingly difficult to book outside of a state you don't live in like just being able to say the word of the state that you you know if you in the venue share, share a state somehow just seems to like drastically increase your odds of getting a show as soon as you try to cross some state lines it just becomes so much harder so um i'd really love to be able to expand out you know further we we did one weekend tour a couple years ago and it was an absolute blast um slept in a tent over the summer in a mosquito ridden urban campground in brooklyn we camped out Um, in brooklyn we camped out out in brooklyn Brooklyn.
1: People in New York um, don't even know you can do that. Yeah. you can camp
2: out in Brooklyn in a tent. You won't have a good time. <laughs> You'll you hate it. But you can camp so in Brooklyn, you can't sleep in a tent in Brooklyn legally. Um. <laughs> anyway, I would love to do something like that, except maybe not, maybe not the way I just described it. Um. So yeah. Um. Just just keep doing stuff. Just keep playing shows and and writing music and having fun together and just. You know, just let it take us where it takes us. That's all you can ask. Well, if
4: anyone's listening and you're in the Northeast area buy these dudes and you're across their state lines, hit them up, become friends with them, get them into your cities and your towns, and have a good, wholesome pop-punk time. That's all I gotta say.
2: Wherever we go, we have fun. Yeah. And the party follows, so... Um,
4: if anyone is looking for merch, music, or you guys in general, where can they find it?
2: Um, search Waverwire on every social media platform there is. Um, we're at Waverwire Band on everything except TikTok. TikTok, we're just at Waverwire. Um, if you want merch, uh, go to the Bandcamp. Uh, waverwireband.bandcamp.com. Um, we've got hoodies, t-shirts there's a last couple of uh cd copies of hold your applause still available um we're on spotify we're, you know we're on every streaming service known to man so just just search waiver wire maybe throw a band at the end just to be safe and you'll find us cool.
4: uh and like i'll have all that stuff in the description below and also depending on what social you found this episode on they're probably tagged in the description anyways so just hit that link Go follow them. Yeah. Keep up to date with what they're doing. Be ready for the new EP, and because it's gonna be sick. I mean, if if Battery Health is any indication as to what's coming, I am so stoked on this. Uh, thank you guys again for so much for for reaching out and being a part of this. It really does mean a lot that anyone gives a shit or reaches out and and wants to be on an episode where I don't have to like send like twenty emails and get like five back. So this means a lot
2: thank you
1: man hey, thanks for
2: having us appreciate it um, so the same is is totally true in the opposite direction it's it's awesome when I reach out to somebody about being on their show and they actually get back to me and they actually want us to be on you know like it's it's awesome and I, I love doing stuff like this where like small creators can work together and, and help each other build you know a collective audience and you know like this is what it's all about so I, I love doing stuff like this and I, I really appreciate you having us on
4: well, I appreciate you dudes and like I normally say on all these episodes if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of Beers with Bands, feel free to hit my line uh, Josh reached out we got it all set up uh, and then you know, it's just another band that I get to have beers with and just talk about them and that's that's literally what all I live for at this point is I just go to work and come home and drink beers and talk about bands and it's amazing so if you or anyone you know should be on an episode feel free to reach out Other than that, go listen to Waiver Wire, and I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya. Cheers. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: No gold can stay, the old cliche. We adapt our game to the modern day. magazine parasites.